This is the Craft Room Podcast with Dawn Lewis. Today, I'm sharing my top 10 tips for finding your lost mojo. This is episode six. Welcome to the Craft Room Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Lewis, professional crafter, craft teacher, and all-round craft enthusiast. This podcast will help you get great value from your craft supplies and perhaps help you discover new techniques, ideas, and products to take your crafting to the next level. There is so much craft to talk about, so let's dive right in. Welcome to the craft room. Thank you so much for joining me. It is episode six. And as I mentioned, we are going to look into that lost mojo. It's happened to every crafter that I know. And so I thought I'd give you my top 10 tips for how you can find your lost mojo. However, I'm not just going to give you my top 10 tips. There are a lot of reasons why your mojo may have up and left. And so I wanted to look at that as well, because one reason this tip may work, another reason the tip may not be appropriate. So look, all of us creatives, it doesn't matter what kind of craft we do, there are times where you're just not feeling it. I mean, you get time to sit down and do some craft. Maybe the kids are at school or you've got a day to yourself or hubby's away for a couple of nights with work or, you know, you've just set some time aside. You're not working on that project anymore or you've hit a deadline and now you have some downtime. You have craft time. You sit down to do something and before you know it, your time is up, you haven't done anything and you're left wondering, what happened? You know, it's happened to me a lot. It happened when my kids were little, you know, finally when the youngest was off at school, it would be great. I'd get all of the things I had to do out of the way and go, great, I've got this time to create. And then, uh, bef- uh, but what do I do? What, which bit do I do first? And then before I knew it, they were home and, and that was the end of my creative time, having achieved nothing. So first things first, uh, let's go through this top 10 list and then you know let's sort of look at which ones are appropriate. So number one, I would have to say is walk away. Uh, sometimes you just are looking at your stuff for far too long and you need to walk away. You need to unplug. You need to leave the room. It might need to be a short walk away. Like if you're working on something and you're not feeling it, you, maybe you just need to go make a cuppa or go make a phone call or do a chore or run an errand or something like that. Sometimes you just need to walk away and let your brain percolate a little idea before you come back to the project. So there's a lot of times where I have just walked away when I was doing a lot of folk art painting back in the day. I would be working on something and thinking, oh, this just isn't working. Why isn't this working? It doesn't look like I want it to look. And so what I would do is I learned I would get up, I would walk away. I'd go make a cup of tea or I'd go make a phone call or I would go do grocery shopping. I'd just walk away. I'd go to bed and come back to it the next morning. But when I came back to it and looked at it with fresh eyes that hadn't been staring at it for hours and hours, it looked different. It looked better. I could see it more objectively. I could look at it and go, oh yes, this is why it's not working. It's not quite finished yet. Or, I, you know, it was sometimes better that way. Or I'd come back to it and go, hey, that looks better than I remembered it looking. Because sometimes your eyes just need a break from the project. Another time that I have walked away has been a much longer thing than a walk. I was absolutely run down, overwhelmed. There was a lot going on. Life was just dealing me a pretty bad hand. We had a long time before we'd booked a family holiday and just when things were at their worst was time for us to go on a cruise. 
Oh my goodness. When we're checking in, they're like, oh, do you want to buy an internet package? No, no, I do not. I wish to be unplugged. I want to be unplugged for nine days. And for me, it was a perfect thing. I didn't take any craft projects. I didn't even take a book. I think the most I took with me was a notebook and a pen because, you know, who goes anywhere without a notebook and pen? I certainly don't. But I just, I I walked away from life for nine days. I walked away from phones, emails, internet, business, troubles, hassles, creativity that just wasn't flowing and I was able to go relax recharge I love me a cruise it's a real mum holiday because I don't have to cook anything I don't have to clean anything I don't have to entertain anybody nobody wants anything from me it's an actual holiday for a mum it's my favorite and people would say where are you going and I would say does it matter who cares I just am going and so sometimes taking a vacation walking away getting unplugged can be the perfect solution your mind can relax you're busy focused on other things it can be pottering away in the back of your brain thinking about projects and just getting a recharge so that's my number one tip number two tip is tidy up your workspace now I understand and appreciate that not everybody likes to work or works best with a tidy workspace. I do. I'm one of those people when everything is tidy and organized and in its place and nice and neat, it's an invitation to create. When my paper crafting desk is nice and clean, I can't walk past it without sitting down and stamping and coloring something or making a card. But when it's a complete mess, I don't want to go near it. It's not inspiring. It's not an invitation to play. I'm a lot like that in my kitchen as well. If my kitchen sink is filthy, loaded up, the benches are cluttered and oh, I don't feel like cooking, but give me a clean kitchen with a clear sink and empty benches. I want to bake. I can't help it. I want to make something. So if you are wired like me in that particular way, then perhaps a tidy up, having a clear workspace is an invitation to play. If you have too much stuff out the clutter can be overwhelming. There's too much choice. Uh, you're looking at it and you're still seeing remnants of old projects when you want to be concentrating on new projects. Now, for those of you who are not wired that way, who work best with their stuff around them, with their stuff in sight, I get that. One of my kids is like that. She needs to see all her things. I'm not saying you should be tidy. Heavens, no, that's no, no. You've got to work the way that works for you. However, it still pays to have a tidy up. And here is why. For those who like to see all their stuff, like see all your paints and see all your brushes or see all of your fabrics, you know, open shelving, all that kind of thing. It still pays to have a tidy up. And there's a couple of reasons for that. The first one is we spend a ridiculous amount of time looking for things. I don't know about you, but I spend heaps of time looking for things like where's the co where's the cover for my scissors I know I had it where is it and if it's lost in a pile of papers or a really messy caddy I just spend ages looking for things and that is a waste of creative time especially if you've got limited creative time like during a baby's nap or kids at school or you know you have a really busy life and you you only have a set amount of time carved out if you have a tidy up there are some things that will happen you can put all the things together put all 
all your brushes together, put all your paints together, put all your fabrics together, put all your patterns together, have a tidy up, put things together. doesn't mean you have to put them away locked behind perfect closed doors in matching tubs and stuff, but just have a tidy up. The other thing when you're having a tidy up is sometimes you find things. It's like a treasure hunt. You find things that you forgot you'd bought or that you've been looking for for ages, things that spark an idea. And that's my favorite part of a treasure hunt is you see something, you might be clearing away some papers and there's a stamp set shoved in there. And all of a sudden you have an idea to use these papers with this stamp, or you're putting all your fabrics away into their color-coded tubs. That's what I do. I keep my fabric in color-coded tubs because I work by color. So I color code pretty much all my supplies. But, you know, you could be putting things away and they're clear tubs so you can still see your fabric and you go, oh, I forgot to, I forgot I bought this. Oh my goodness, it goes perfect with this. And it might spark an idea for an outfit or for a quilt or for a project that you want to make. So there's a couple of things you can do when you hit treasure, when you're doing a tidy up. The first thing that you can do is you could just stop Stop what you're doing. Stop the tidy up and just make the thing, which is which is fantastic. That's a great option. If you think, though, you're being a bit disciplined, you really want to finish the tidy up, grab out your phone or grab a camera or a notepad or like something. I, if you've got a smartphone, why not turn on the video and just make yourself a quick little video like, oh, look at this fabric I found. I've got this great idea. I think it'd be really good if I do this, 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 and this. It would work really great with this. And I'm going to take these things and I'm going to put them in this bag on top of this tub. And so and so, you've made yourself a video note. You've got a visual because you can see the picture. You've got your audio, you talking to yourself to remind yourself what your great idea was. And it's a great reminder. It means that you can then relax your brain. Your brain doesn't have to hold on to that idea. It's been recorded. You can do that. You could email it to yourself. You could text it to yourself. Uh, You could just email yourself a note. Don't forget to check that video I made myself about the blue fabric on Saturday. And then you can go, oh yeah, I should go back and have a look at that. That was a good idea. And then you can make sure that you make the time next time you've got creative time. Go, oh yeah, I'm going to work on that blue fabric project or that stamp and that paper combo that I really liked. Or you could just take a photo and email it to yourself and perhaps the photograph will be enough to remind you of the idea that you had. So tidying up, regardless of whether you're someone who likes things perfectly neat or you like all your stuff out, it also doesn't matter if you do a quick tidy or a complete overhaul. Something about taking action and putting hands on your projects and on your supplies and on those fun things that you love is going to spark some ideas. Absolutely. Number three, visit a craft show or a specialty craft store. Sometimes you've got to get out of your house. Sometimes you've got to go where the craft stuff is. Craft shows are amazing. Uh, when I was a beginner crafter in my teens, in my early 20s, I went to craft shows all the time. I wanted to see what the newest thing was. And this is more back in the day where people were into one thing at a time. And then it sort of became everyone was into everything all the time. But by going to the craft shows, I could see what are some new products? What are new techniques that people are using? What are the current color schemes that are really popular? You are surrounded by other people who like what you like. You get to talk to the shop owners uh, and clearly they are experts at that particular craft. Uh, You get to try something new. You can sit in on workshops and information sessions. You can sit and do make and takes, get a little bit hands on or just listen to some information. They're a great place to learn. They're a 
great place to chat to other crafters. Some of my favorite memories of going to big craft shows is sitting at the tables where everyone sits to have a little break and have a, a cuppa or have their lunch or have a coffee and, and show each other what they bought. I've sat and talked to complete strangers and we've showed each other what we bought and we've shared ideas. They've solved problems I didn't even know I had. I've solved problems they didn't even know they had. You share your information. You share this wealth of knowledge that you have with other people. It's just a happy place to be. Similarly, you could go to your local specialty craft store. If you are a seamstress, a quilter, a dressmaker, head to your local fabric store. I'm not talking about big box stores like Spotlight, although that can be nice. If you have a local fabric store, go there. If you're a painter and there's a local folk art store, go there. If you're a paper crafter and there's a local scrapbooking store, go there. Look for a studio, a shop, a collective. Look for a place where people who are into what you are into gather to buy their stuff. And that can be great. Sometimes you just need to walk around and see the new stuff that's come in. You might see a product and all of a sudden go, oh my goodness, if I had that, I could finish this other thing I wanted to do. I didn't even know that product existed. Maybe you've been looking for uh, red apple fabric to to put together your final, you know, a, a quilt idea, but it hasn't been around because let's face it, sometimes we get ideas for quilts and if that fabric doesn't exist you well you're kind of stuck well if you don't go visit your local fabric store how are you ever going to find that apple fabric and so you might find the final piece in the puzzle so you can make the thing you've wanted to make you can talk to the owners you can talk to people there are often classes there there's often other students you know people in and out but the people are into what you're into it can be really inspiring to be in a place that is just all about your thing. Another option here would be to go to a retreat. So I have a friend who runs craft retreats up in the Hunter Valley in New South Wales, and you can go for three days, two and a half days, go up there and just take your own project and work on whatever you want to work on. She has big tables and you stay overnight and you are surrounded by other people who are crafters. You can talk and laugh and share ideas. So retreats, shops, shows, exhibitions, all that kind of stuff. Get out and check them out. Number four. Now I know number one was to unplug, but number four is the opposite. It depends on why your mojo is gone. But one of the things you can do for quick inspiration is get online. You can go onto Pinterest, you can go to YouTube, you can of course hit up the Google. And if you are a stamper, hit up a website called Split Coast Stampers. Honestly, getting online, there's such a wealth. People are photographing their creations and sharing them online all the time. It's a perfect place to be inspired. And try and be specific about what you're looking for. I find that if you just go onto Pinterest, it's it's you're in there, you're gone. It's a massive time suck. And all of a sudden, all of your free crafting time, it, it's gone. The kids are wanting to have a sandwich or you have to go out and you have to go to your appointment or you've got to go back to work or you know you you can scroll through these places endlessly so have a bit of a plan in mind before you go in if you're just seeking general inspiration set a timer set a timer for an hour set a timer for 20 minutes however long you've got and you want to spend and just scroll and let the images wash over you there's 
often times where I've seen an image of something that's not even related to the craft I want to do and it sparks a little inspiration in me. If you are, let's say you're looking for something very particular, so you've just bought a brand new stamp set and you want to see what other people have done using that stamp set, well, search for it. Search for the company name, the stamp set name and go looking specifically. So Pinterest is a great place for that. YouTube is a great place for that. Splitco Stampers is a great place for that. doesn't mean you will find everything you want, especially if it's something brand new. The longer it's been out, sometimes the more you'll find. But you could make yourself a board on Pinterest and pin all your ideas. So I love to do that for new stamp sets when I get them or a pattern. If I've bought a pattern, I want to see what other people are doing with the pattern. I want to see what colorways they've chosen. I might choose a pattern and love the design but not really be loving the colors or the textures or something that they've used and so I'll go searching and see what are other people doing with this and you may have bought something and thought I really don't want to make that in rainbow variegated yarn but then you scroll through and see someone's made it in a black white and gray variegated yarn and you go that's it that's how I want that to look and then you can start your hunt for the yarn you can even contact people crafters are such generous folk honestly if if you can find the original poster chances are they've blogged about it and they've written down exactly which yarn they've used and you can then go great I'm going to go look for that particular yarn or you know send them a message if they've got a contact detail contact them and go look I saw your thing I found it on Pinterest love it love it love it I'd really love to make something using that yarn can you tell me where you got it can you tell me what it's called so don't be afraid to reach out to people the thing with Pinterest and YouTube and all that kind of thing it's a great place to look for your mojo it's a great place to look for inspiration all that kind of thing on a completely different episode we're going to go into the whole inspiration versus imitation thing but right now when you've got lost mojo and you just are sitting down to make something and it's it's just not coming to you going online can be a fantastic way to you know get some good visuals in to get your brain percolating on ideas or see you know what you like which things make you go ooh and take notice of those things number 5 join a challenge Sometimes when our mojo's gone, it's because we're stuck in a rut. Sometimes we're just bored. We find ourselves doing the same technique all the time or using the same product all the time or using the same sort of designs all the time. And we think to ourselves, oh, I really want to break out of this and do something a little bit different. So one of the ways you can do that is join a challenge. Uh, I see challenges everywhere. There are like photography challenges and quilting quilting block challenges and card making challenges is mind-blowing if you search the internet for a challenge or ask if you're in a crafting group in your specialty craft you know does anyone know if there's a good interesting challenge going on I feel because sometimes just mixing it up and following a challenge it can you know spark you to get some ideas or try something you might not have tried before so definitely look at that some challenges offer up a prize at the end I mean how cool would that be you might win a prize that would be really awesome but the main point for me of challenges is just to go maybe a little out of my comfort zone or just give me a formula to follow to make a thing that I've you know because sometimes you just need to make a thing to pull yourself out of out of that and your mojo may be hiding in a quilt block or a card making sketch number six 
phone a friend. Okay, maybe not necessarily technically phone a friend, but phoning a friend is definitely an option. Chances are if you're a creative person, you have creative friends, people that you can contact either by telephone, by email, by messenger, you know, Instagram or, or Facebook messenger, or maybe you've got some real life crafty friends. I have to say one of my all-time favorite things to do that makes me happier than anything and sparks more ideas than any of the tips is hang with a crafty friend. Now you can just hang out and chat and drink coffee, but you could also get together and have a crafty day. I mean, I have different craft supplies than my friends have. My friends have different craft supplies than I have. And sometimes going and playing with someone else's toys is a great way to bust out of that rut. And, you know, you get so carried away with looking at their cool stuff that all of a sudden you find your mojos come back. You, you start to get a, bit, a little bit excited. You start getting ideas. And getting together with a crafty friend is definitely one of my favorite ways to get, <laughs> to get looking for that crafty mojo get it back. But you know, if you don't have someone that you can get together with in real life, we might move on to number seven. And that is to take a class. If you don't have any local crafty friends that you can get together with in person, why not go to one of your local specialty stores or community college or wherever and take a class, take a course, learn something new. You might want to do a project class where you see a project and go, I really want to make that thing. Oh my goodness, that thing is amazing. Or maybe you want to learn a new technique, something that, you know, you just find yourself doing the same thing over and over again. And, you know, if you're a scrapbooker, maybe you want to learn how to do clever paper folding. If you're a quilter, you might want to learn a new method of binding or you know, paper piecing, English paper piecing. Oh, that's on my list of things I want to do. You know, go do a class, learn a new technique or do a project, something that you are going to be walked through from start to finish. And it's just going to bust you out of that rut and get you making something again. Number eight, and this is kind of old school. This is what I used to do back in the day, and it combines a couple of the previous tips, but it's a little different. Go to the library. If you have a good public library near you, go to the library. You can borrow books for free. You can sit and browse for free. If you don't have the internet at home, you can use the internet on a library computer for free. You sometimes have to book in for that. But Get out of the house. So it's this is a combo of walking away and looking at something else for inspiration. It's what I used to do before I had the internet. I'd go to the library and I'd borrow a book. Buying a lot of craft books is expensive and it also takes up a lot of space. So you could go to the library and borrow a book. You can even sometimes borrow magazines. And maybe if you've got the crafty friends and they're done with the magazine, you guys could swap magazines. Or, you know, if you've both got books and you know, get together and, and swap a book with a friend. The point is sometimes you need to be unplugged for inspiration out of the house for inspiration and just looking somewhere a little bit different. Number nine, why not try a kit? So this is very similar to taking a project class, but have you ever considered just grabbing a kit and making a thing? Everything's in there. It's done. Maybe your lost mojo is because the thought of cutting up all those little teeny tiny pieces of fabric, all those squares or all those triangles for a quilt is just too much. And maybe you want a kit where everything's pre-cut for you. 
Or perhaps you uh, want to make a stack of cards, but just the thought of dragging all your gear out, you know, maybe you don't have a permanent setup, the thought of dragging out that great big trimmer and having to do this and pack it all away, it's just too much. Maybe, just maybe, a kit is the answer. It's something that gets you making without really having to think about it too much. And especially if you're doing a craft that requires calculations, quilt making is the one that comes top of mind to me. I design all my my own quilt patterns I've never used a commercial pattern for a quilt and sometimes I just don't want to do the math I really don't and so using a kit is great all the fabrics already in there it's got instructions tells me exactly what to do cross stitch now there's another example I own so many DMC threads like I, I cannot tell you I think I have four thread storage containers full of embroidery thread I own a lot of embroidery thread and I own a lot of Aida fabric as well the cross stitch fabric and I have a lot of charts I have a lot a lot of charts however sometimes if I've got a project on the go but I'm not feeling it I want a little break from it especially if it's a big project and it's taking some of the colors because I, I pull colors I put them all into a little bag so I've got a, a a project on the go there are times where a I misplace my project or b I just need a break from that project and I I just want something quick and easy but I, I don't want to drag out all the cross stitch gear you know I've got to pull the whole tub out and find all the things so I tell you a little story when we went to supernova last year which is a, a great comic-con kind of event I really wanted to support some of the fantastic artists that I've been seeing over the years in Artist Alley so I, I picked out and I knew I knew what I wanted to get and I knew from whom I wanted to buy so I bought a beautiful Wonder Woman artwork from Matt Lynn one of my favorite local artists so I'll link to his socials in the show notes go check out Matt's work it's so cool I also wanted to get a pin like an enamel pin from a really gorgeous artist that my daughter discovered at our local comic-con and she had these really cute little corgi pins and I really wanted one so I was sure to go and get one from her from Crystal Lee Arts I'll link to her socials in the show notes too and I'm not I don't get any kickbacks from these I just think these are great artists so the the last one that I really knew I wanted to buy from was Fangirl Stitches she does these cool pixel cross stitch designs oh they're awesome they're so awesome sometimes she does them in charts and sometimes she does them as kits well there was a chart I wanted and I wanted it on the spot I wanted to work on it now it was her princess Leia chart and it had Princess Leia in all of her outfits and it was it was fantastic if it had only been a chart I would have bought the chart but she only had it as a kit so I bought the kit I, I haven't bought a kit in years and I bought this kit and you know what I love it it was such a relief to not have to go and dig stuff out everything I needed was in there fabric the needle all I had to do was grab a pair of scissors I threw everything in a little zipper pouch and now I have a project to take with me on the go whenever I feel like it or to work on in front of the tv it doesn't take up much space and I get to support a fantastic artist who you know designs really cool things I'm a big fan of pixel cross stitch I'm going to link to fangirl stitches in the show notes as well um, but if you're a fan and this is walking completely away from topic but there are three pixel cross stitch designs companies I love fangirl stitches pixel power designs and clouds factory they're all cool I'll link to them all if you like pixel cross stitch go check them out their kits are amazing so there we go this is something you can do try a kit just for those times where you're low on energy it's not necessarily that you're not feeling inspired it's just maybe you're low on energy and you don't have what it takes to go dig all the stuff out grab a kit you can still do the thing but you don't have to hunt everything out and then pack everything away later 
Number 10 is probably the most important tip I have for you out of all of them. And that it depends a little on why your mojo is gone. And we'll get into that in a minute. But it is to take action. Just do something. So oftentimes we wait for motivation and sometimes you you can't wait for motivation. You have to go out and find it. So by taking action, by just doing something, you can help get your mojo back. Sometimes you just have to start moving. So perhaps let's say you're thinking about making a quilt. I know I talk about that a lot. I'll try and come up with some more interesting ideas. But let's say uh, you want to make a quilt and just the thought of, oh, I have to go to the store and I have to buy a pattern and it's going to take ages to choose one and then I've got to get the fabric and I've got to cut everything up. You think, oh, this is going to be big. You're exhausted before you've even finished. Why not just pick one thing? How about thinking, yeah, I want to make a quilt for my niece for Christmas. I'm going to go online and look for patterns. Well, that is taking action. You go online, you think, I'm, I, I don't have to do all the things. Well, if, you know, the thought of doing all of it at once is just too overwhelming, it's too much for you, I'm just going to go online and look at patterns. But while you look and you find the pattern, you think to yourself, well, I found it, I may as well buy the pattern. And so you click it, you add it to your cart and you buy it. You go, fantastic. Now, if it's a physical pattern, you wait for it to arrive in the mail. And if it is a downloadable, you think to yourself, well, I've bought it. I'll just download it. I'll just save it to my hard drive. While I'm at the computer, I I may as well just print that out. And so before you know it, you've gone from looking for a pattern to having a pattern in your hands. Well, what's next? Well, if you're waiting for it to arrive in the mail, you could just have a look in your craft stash. What fabrics do I already have? Or do I need to go buy fabric? Because if you go have a look at what you already have, you might find you don't need to go to the shops might already have all the fabric that you need for this project. So you're just looking at one more thing. Well, what's what's one more thing I could do? Well, well, while I'm here and I see that I have the fabrics, maybe I'll just pull them all out and I'll just put them in this basket. Bam, you've got your supplies and you've got your pattern. Well, then you could go, well, maybe I'll just read through the pattern and see what the instructions are. Or maybe I'll just cut the borders Before you know it, you're taking action. And chances are that as you start moving and going and achieving things and ticking things off the to-do list and you start moving, when you start moving, you build momentum. And when you have momentum, it's easy to keep going. And before you know it, you are doing the thing. You haven't waited for motivation to strike. You've gone out and you've found your motivation. You don't even have to be motivated. You just have to start taking action it leads to another action and another action. And before you know it, you're doing the thing. And then you think, oh, I'll just do this. I'll just cut up these. I'll just cut these triangles. Oh, maybe I've got a little time. Maybe I could just start piecing these triangles together. And bam, you're sewing. You've gone from looking for something online to actually sewing. It's super exciting. And sometimes once you start to see it come together, it, it just makes you want to do more. So that would be, that's my number 10 tip and probably the most practical of all of them. So let's talk about different reasons why your mojo may have gone missing. I doubt that an evil genius has snuck up on you in cryogenic freeze and and extracted it with a large syringe. Chances are 
it's overwhelm and you can be overwhelmed for a bunch of different reasons. So I thought we'd have maybe a look at some of the reasons why perhaps you're lacking motivation or mojo. Now, sometimes it's excited overwhelm. That's one of my favorite reasons. You've just come back from the shop or from a craft show or you've been given a gift or you've had a little shopping spree and you've got all this new stuff. You know, an order has arrived and you're like, oh, I've got all these new things and look at these papers and look at these stickers and look at this pattern and look at this fabric and oh, the buttons. Oh, they're so cute. Look at this beautiful new lead light glass. Oh, the colors are so nice. That's excited overwhelm. And sometimes you've got all these things and you just don't know what to use first. That is a fun overwhelm to have. But you might want to sort of just step back for a minute and look at all the things and go, oh, now when I bought this, what was I thinking I was going to make with that? Pick, you just got to pick one thing. <laughs> You've got to pick one thing and do that. And if you are just got all these ideas coming, again, get your phone out and record it or write it all down. Make some notes, take some pictures, put things together, figure out what you do want to do with it. And then you can just start on one and you don't have to worry that you're going to forget why you bought all the other things. So excited overwhelm is, is kind of a good one. You, It's not even like you've lost your mojo, it's just your mojo is jumping up and down and doing a happy dance. Then there's kind of a the, the follow-on from that is too much stuff overwhelm. You are just looking at so many things and so many options. If you're like me and you're a possibilities person, oh, it can be paralyzing. You've got all these cool things and all these options and I could do this or I could do this or I could do this. You know, you're just too many options, too much stuff. So again, it's good to take a step back and just, you know, make some decisions, maybe find out which of those top 10 tips might work for you. Is it making a list? Is it having a tidy up? Is it just walking away for a little while? Which one's going to help you with this too much stuff overwhelm? Then you may have decision fatigue. Decision fatigue is a, it's a fairly new phrase, but it's a very real thing. We make so many decisions. Like it, Everything from you got to figure out what time am I getting up in the morning and then will I have a shower this morning or will I have one tonight? What am I going to wear? Have I got time to take off this chip nail polish or can it last one more day? Should I put my hair up? Should I wear my hair down? Oh, should I have breakfast before I leave? Should I get something on the way? Should I just wait till I get there? Should I skip breakfast altogether? You got to make all these micro decisions every day. And if you're facing some fairly big stuff in your life where big decisions need to be made, it can be mentally exhausting. So perhaps it's just that you've got decision fatigue. In the case of decision fatigue, I would say join a challenge or go for a kit or take a class. They're some of the best ones that you can use to counteract decision fatigue. Then there is life stuff. Look, life will sometimes throw you some massive curveballs. I simply don't know anybody who has not been thrown a huge curveball ever in their life. I get thrown massive curveballs all the time. I've just learned to roll with them. I've become great. I was like, I wear my catcher's mitt for life all the time. And I've learned not to say, oh, could it get any worse? Because you don't challenge the universe like that. I'm, you know what I mean? So sometimes life has thrown something really big at you. No wonder you've lost your mojo. You've got to deal with this other big thing. And if you're looking to do some craft as an escape from big life stuff, do something mundane, do something boring, make a granny square, cut a bunch of squares to make a quilt you know you want to make later. Do some 
boring, mundane thing. This is where tidying up can actually come in handy as well. It's good to be distracted from the big life thing. Being, you know, tidying things up helps you feel like you've got a little bit more control over at least your craft supplies. So life overwhelm is not surprising that your mojo's gone astray and you kind of just have to get through it and come out the other side before you can start to spark with creativity and get all excited about it again. It sucks, but sometimes that's just the way it is. And then lastly, I would say mental health. If you are struggling with your mental health, and I know a lot of people who do, and I know a lot of creatives do, if you are going through a bout of depression, if you are struggling with anxiety, it's really common that your creativity is just going to disappear. More important than making a thing is making sure that you are looking after yourself. Make sure you're eating good food. Make sure you've got supportive people around you. Make sure you go and see a professional if you need to. Make sure to be kind to yourself and work through it because you know what? Your craft stuff will still be there waiting when you're feeling better, when you're having a good day. So with mental health stuff, you know, going online and looking for inspiration or joining a class, that might not be the right move for you right now. Understand why you've got a lack of motivation or why you're struggling with overwhelm or you're feeling fatigued or you're having difficulty making decisions or you've just lost your passion for stuff. Understanding where that's coming from can be really helpful to know how to go about finding your mojo again and when it's appropriate and how it's appropriate for you to go and do that. So if you've lost your mojo, I hope that you've found a tip here that is helpful to you. Uh, perhaps you hadn't considered decision fatigue as a reason why your mojo has disappeared into the night. Look, look into it. Do a little journaling. Try and figure it out. Chat with a friend. Phone a friend is still one of my favorites. And I hope that you find your lost mojo again. If you have a fantastic way that you find your mojo and it's gone that I haven't talked about, I would absolutely love to know. It would be so good to build on this with your great ideas. So head over to the website and leave a comment on the blog post for this particular podcast. I'll link to it in the show notes and you can find all of the podcasts at dawnlewis.com.au under the podcast tab and leave me a comment. Let me know how do you combat your lost mojo? How do you find it again? How do you get back on that craft horse? Because I'm sure that we can all learn from each other. Thanks so much for joining me in the craft room today. You can find links and other information about today's episode in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving a review on iTunes or Stitcher. I'd really appreciate that. I do hope you have a very crafty day and I will see you next time. Bye for now.